Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk, the podcast dedicated to CBS show Supergirl. I'm Tim, and with me sometimes is uh, a special guest today. Frank couldn't be here. He's off visiting the magical world of Disney. Uh, and so we're here today joined by Palmer. Palmer, how are you today, sir? I'm good. Fun fact, mm. I know nothing about Supergirl or Superman. I'm just here as the resident Frank expert. Okay. <laughs> so, so all right. So we can start this off with what you know about Frank. Do you can you do the dulcet tones of Frank cuz I can't. I'm not no. a, I don't have a good Frank impersonation. Um, I know his name is Frank. Mm-hmm. And he loves Supergirl. He does. In fact, he's also named after the hot dog served at general baseball games. Did you know that? I did not. Like his parents were just there like we will name him Hot Dog. No, no, that's not, Frank. That's Frank. Frank is better. Yeah. yeah. No, that is actually not the reason. I wish it was. It really is. But uh, it would be better. Um, no, Palmer joined us on an episode uh, a while back. Um, honestly, I don't even remember which one. We it was the mid-season pre- finale. Which is episode... Right. Eight. Episode... It's, it's a no- episode number. Episode number. Um, not seven, as we determined. Right. Maybe eight. Possibly nine. It doesn't... Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't really matter. All that matters is, because of their letters demanding I come back, I sent Frank on vacation. So many letters, yeah. Actually, it's a wild goose chase. We sent him, like, you want a trip to Disney, but he's not... (laughs) He gets down there, there's nothing. There's nothing. In fact, we moved to Disney. It's not there anymore. (laughs) So he can't even go and enjoy it on his own time. Yep, it's in Michigan now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, we have first, uh, first letter... For today, uh, from Shane, uh, it says, "Hey guys, love the cast. You make me laugh each episode. Keep it up, fellas." No, so oh, Frank, thank you. Yeah, Frank, I, I try. Yeah, you try so hard. Right. Well, I'm channeling Frank. I told you, I'm a Frank expert. Yeah, try this the dulcet what... tones of Frank. <laughs> I can. One thing. Okay, it's one thing I brought you on for. You got to try. <laughs> All right. So he says, "I'm thinking, how long do you guys? Uh, how long do you guys retcon? How long do you guys retcon?" Until Kara and Alex get zapped by something, and Alex gets Kara's powers, hopefully wearing a white t-shirt version of the Supergirl costume this season, or we will have to wait until next season. It's going to happen at some point, Shane. So, how long do you think it's going to happen until until they switch? Well, I think it'll be probably next season. Because they only got a few episodes left this week. Right, this was 14 right. this week, so there's only six episodes left. Right, and you're going to have to start picking it up with Non and other things that have come up right. in this episode. Yeah, I agree. I do think he's... I think Shane's on the money. It's definitely going to happen one day. It is... It's classic. Well, I mean that, and you have... Normally it's Lois Lane in the comics, but you do have the persona of Superwoman... Um, yeah, an Earth woman getting the powers for a little while. You know, it happened in All Star. It happened in regular continuity. That's true, but also with Lucy Lane on the show, this, they could go in that direction with Superwoman instead. Nah, she's too expensive. Yeah, right. Well, she's chaining Tatum prices. <sighs> All right, um, we have uh, we have an episode from John, uh, and it says. Hello, thanks for making this podcast. You guys are really funny and often point out things about Supergirl I hadn't noticed or thought of, which I really appreciate. You're welcome. Don't say anything. 
Yeah. I can see it in your very eyes. <laughs> Did you know her name was Kara? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I know nothing about Supergirl, says like the guy with the Superman tattoo sticking out from under your shirt. Yeah, uh, that's Superman. The yeah. Supergirl's on the other arm. Oh, yeah, right. A couple comments about your podcast on For the Girl Who Has Everything. Uh, one, you talked about Kara having a hook moment when Alex comes to get her and Kara says, I am home. I thought it was a cool connection to make because Melissa Benoist recently wrote a short piece for Time entitled What Playing Supergirl Means to Me. In it, she writes, one of my favorite movies in Hook and I felt Robin Williams really embodied a lot of traits I thought Supergirl should have. Um, it's really nice. Did you get a chance to read that article? I did not, but I will now yeah. that I know it exists. Mm-hmm. And by every single copy of Time that exists. Is she on the cover? No. Then I'll just buy like five. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, two. I don't know what the show and the writers are going to do, but for me, the conflict set up by Alex, uh, by Alex killing Astra is that Kara is going to have to come to grips with the reality that her sister is a killer, not a murderer, not evil, not a villain, but a killer, and Kara is going to have to live with that. That's also a good. That's a good point. I think she might have known that already, though, being part of this. Secret Being part of the BEO, yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of naturally assume. Although um, John does kind of say, or Hank does kind of say, you know, I don't want her to look at you that way. Um, Kara is very naive. Although there's some things about the fallout of that um, that I picked up in the episode. So I'll wait until we go okay. into the episode. Right on. Um, it's not a secret that Alex kills, for example, the Helgramite and Dr. Moreau, both of whom Kara knows about, and I don't think Kara has really internalized this yet. I think finding out it was Alex who killed Astro will make Kara fully realize this about Alex, and both Alex and Hank know that. That, I think, is also, uh, that's also a good point. Well, I mean, it's different when it's family. And I don't just yeah. mean mm-hmm. her sister, I mean her killing her aunt. Right, well, it's... It, it, I don't know if it's the same. Well, I guess it's the same, like like having a family member that's a police officer, like no, or in the army or whatever. Like you know, that's part of that is part of the job, and you might not think of it mm-hmm. all the time, but that sometimes is what happens. And so, right. but a car sometimes kind of floats through her day without stopping to think about these things, and so maybe it really hasn't. Literally, she yeah. kind of floats through her day. Literally floats through the day. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why nobody at work has caught it yet. Um, in episode 8, Kara says, Superman doesn't kill, but Supergirl's sister does. To me, Alex killing Astra as if it is as if a, quote, Man of Steel has ended with Lois Lane or Martha Kent killing General Zod. In that case, okay, Superman doesn't kill, but now what? Because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that Supergirl doesn't kill, but she has people do it for her. Though it might kind of be cool to have an evil Supergirl in an alternate reality who does kill. Maybe she had people do that for her. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a fine point. I th- although I think some like like Ma Kent and Lois don't work. They're not agents for a government organization. So I think it's that we I think know it, of. That's different. You're right. Um, well, I mean, even she says it in this episode. There's always another way. So she seems to feel that killing. Is never the option. Mm. But when you don't have her powers, is there always another way? Right. And uh, and on top of that, um, there's always another way when it involves killing my family. You know, but is right. there always another way 
point in general. So, and finally, it says, uh, Bizarro can say Supergirl and me, same. I think Kara is going to have to get to the point of saying Alex and me, different, and that's going to be hard. That's really well put. Uh, hashtag Alex Danvers is... Alex Danvers is a stone killer. I don't think she's a stone killer. No, um, she's, she regrets it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I absolutely think so. All right. Um, so we also got in... Actually, I'm going to save this one. I'm going to save that one. Because this one is... Um, Even better. No, sorry. Not that. That's not nice. No. Now they're going to think their email's not better. No, that's not true. That's not what. A, that's not the point. And you'll get it when I get. You'll okay. get it when I get to the point. All right. Um, and so um, we have an episode. We have a, an email here from Michael. Says really good episode. Um, I how this is on the Black Mercy. However, I feel like it would have been better and have a deeper emotional cut if there were the season one finale split into two to four episodes. Perhaps the first episode is Kara being attacked by the Black Mercy and rendered unconscious, then surrendering to the hallucinations at the end of the episode. Part two is the arc all about Alex going to Kara's dream state and trying to bring her out of it, and Alex escaping as the season finale, then picking up at the beginning of season two with a two-part conclusion that Kara is seeking a hate-filled revenge on those responsible for trapping her in the dream that concludes with Alex killing Astra and Kara going onto the brink of killing Nana but stopping at the last second. So all of that could have played out as a season finale and a season two opener. Um, while that is a really good idea, um, I was at, as you're talking about it, I, I actually thought about, you know, I miss the days where seasons ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So, like, I could see her getting trapped in the hallucination and that being the cliffhanger that brings you back for season two. Yeah. You know, a lot of... A lot of um, shows have gotten away from that to an extent. Um, I think they've just built up the storyline of the Kryptonians as being for this season. Like, I, I don't think... I think you're going to see this resolved by the end of the season. Like, I don't think Non might... I don't think it's going to carry over. Yeah. I think we... we Frank and you I might, have said this before. You might see him again. Yeah. Maybe... I don't think non Maybe carries a season over. Down the line. Frank and I have said that we think Maxwell Lord carries over. Maxwell Lord will carry over, but but we, but not non. Though I do like this idea of taking that and stretching it out. Though the the that season one end might not have the like the Supergirl fight that maybe a finale right needs uh, something like that. I don't know. But it's a good thought. Yeah. I mean, Maxwell Lord will definitely be the string throughout every season. And until it ends, he'll be there. He won't be the focal point of every episode here and there, peppered in. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and this last one is really, really short, which is why I wanted to leave it to the end, just because it's, nice it's a nice little end. Uh, this is from Larry Tang. Uh, who is a co-executive producer and director on Supergirl. Um, he's directed a few episodes yep. on Supergirl and on Arrow and a few other th- and a few definitely um, Elementary on CBS and mm-hmm. a lot of other things. And he just says to us, really observant, insightful, and smart, thanks for being fans. Oh, you're um, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking all the credit. You're not taking anything from I me. I am. No, don't take this from me. <laughs> yeah. no, you, can, you can take some of the credit too, but I mean, you know, 
Frank was the one who foolishly went to Florida. So yeah, right. Well, the, it was it was really really nice of of Larry Tank to email us. It's you know it's an honor to hear from somebody from the show, and it was really actually it was really unexpected. Um, it was it was it was really great to hear that. So it's odd when you know because you feel like when you're doing this, like you know the podcast isn't an insular universe. Like you know people are listening. Right. We obviously have listeners, but you don't we, know people from the stuff, actual you know? show are listening. Right. That's what it like threw me. I was like, Wait, right. You but you you. You do the things, right? You do, you know, and we, you, right? Don't and now do you're anything. listening to me talk about the things that you're, you're doing. doing right? And are you really sitting there laughing every time we screw up? Like, ah, you think this is going to happen? Right. I'm changing it right now. Yeah, I know, right? You know, or they heard us and they were yeah. like, "Oh, that's a good idea." No, I don't take any credit for that. That would be silly and really foolish of me. Stop winking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't. I have a twitch. Um, so, but you know, I have a twitch about. I have an itch that I can't scratch, but no, it can scratch it. News about Supergirl, and I get that from Supergirl.tv, an excellent, excellent website where you can get all your Supergirl news, your rumors, your photos, your everything. I was running out of... You really were. I was really... I, there are more things. But to be fair, that was a great segue. Wasn't it? it was, I was really proud of it. Thank you. Came up, just got off the top of my head. Frank does all the segues, so when I'm in charge, you know, snow holds bar, you know. <laughs> I might even swear. I probably won't. Um, so. I probably won't. We have no idea how to bleep it. No, I don't know. <laughs> I could do it, but I'm not going to. Um, and so, uh, but anyway, Supergirl.tv is a great place to get all of your news and information. It's what it's what Frank and I use. Uh, it's what a lot, a lot of people do. They're really, really great. Fan, uh, fan run, um, no ads. It's a really, really great place. To get all to get all that news, and so some and it's all segmented and you know into different sections. So if you don't want the rumors, they're not on the main page, and all that stuff is really really great. I'm a big picture looker; like I like to see the pictures of the upcoming episode. Maybe right. not the synopsis as much, right? But I, I like to say like, oh, this is what this character is going to look like. I'm a big visual guy, so um, it's really great for that stuff. And I really do love the design; colors pop. It's really really nice. Shall we talk about this episode, episode 14, Truth, Justice, and the American Way? Sure, let's talk about it. Otherwise, this is a very short podcast. Yeah, and thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so what would you like to discuss first? One thing I picked up on immediately is the feeling that the last episode and this episode somehow were disconnected. The ending of the last episode, she's with her friends, she's with uh, Alex mm -hmm. in her home, and she she is she doesn't show any signs of really being in any sort of turmoil over her aunt's death. She is sad that her aunt is dead, but never gives any sort of indication that while she knows um, Hank is responsible, that she holds it against him. And this episode, there's a quick flip. For one, both of the friends are no longer at the apartment. Yeah. It's just the sister. Um, so you think that she's putting on a good face with the friends, but they all leave and it's the same night. And she's like, hey, I'm actually, you know, kind of bummed. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping so. Otherwise, it's a very glaring continuity thing i don't think so i think that she uh, people are complicated and they might feel good in the moment but she's still upset about her aunt's death you know and all that stuff but yet to me i don't think it reads as the same day because otherwise the, the kryptonians 
assembled that funeral really quickly. Like, almost like they had super speed, you know? But you know what I mean. Like, right. it felt maybe a little bit too rushed because they would have to think about, okay, where can we do this, you know? And right. where does Viewing it go? Viewing hours. Yeah, you exactly. put the obituary in the paper. Exactly, you know? But it's in Kryptonese and everyone on Earth is like, what is this nonsense? I yeah. can't read this, you know? Nonsense. Right. Yeah. Um, but even then, there was a there was an interaction at the end of last episode with her and Hank, and there wasn't, there didn't seem to be any sort of animosity, but she apparently has some. Hmm. You know, it's very evident in this in this episode, and I know when we had talked last time, I was like, I am actually surprised that there's no animosity, like without the animosity, there's no reason for Hank. To say, I'm the one who killed her, not your sister. Right. Um, I think that she's going through the stages of grief, but maybe she she had this fake acceptance mm. about her. Okay. You know, just like, I'm not, you know, and she's like accepting it like my friends are there. It's a comfort and all these things. But when she boils it down later, it's like, I, actually, I'm not okay. Right. Because Esther looked like my mom. So it's like losing my mom all over again. And, you know, family, and I was getting close to her, and blah, 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 all that stuff. Although now when she sees her mom, she just sees her aunt. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they are twins. So. Yeah. She's got the I mean, realistically, you're, yeah. you're seeing them both. Right. But, either way. Yeah. I thought, I comment on this with Frank a lot, that there's a tend, the Alex and Kara moments are really... They have really nice. They're really tender moments. They have a good rapport with one another. Yeah. And I, we've never seen an episode open with that before. Open with that tender moment. I thought it sent a nice mood through the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't like a, oh, you know, life's great, do 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 do. It it did kind of it brought us into this kind of a a dour moment to begin with right. to get us thinking through the rest of the episode. It was good writing. Um. So then Non shows up, right? And right. We, and we get, you know, we get a Kryptonian funeral. I don't know, in your experience and in mine, I don't think I've ever seen a Kryptonian funeral before. Um, Because, you know, they're all dead. Well, you know, I mean... You know, big planet, boom, Krypton, got Yeah, it, right, you know? got it. Um, well, yeah, this, this is true. When Superman dies, you see a very human it's funeral. A human funeral. A uh, human procession. Um, and I can't remember... And if someone out there can remember for me, Tim will let me know. In uh, World of Krypton or New Krypton storyline... Yeah, in case people are reading it, don't spoil it, but there's a character death. I know what you're thinking of. There's a character death. There's a Kryptonian death. Um, and I can't remember if we see a Kryptonian I funeral. I can't remember either. And so if Sterling Gates is listening and would like to write us in, that would be great. Or tweet Please, at us or yeah. email us. I mean, Sterling, it would be nice to hear from you again. We had a nice chat. Yes, yeah. I have so many questions. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I can't remember. But either way, this is the first live action. This is the first certainly live the five action, action Kryptonian yeah. funeral um, that we've seen. And... Every t- you know, and granted, I understand the 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 show is Supergirl, um, but I like this. I've always liked Kryptonian, the Kryptonian mythology, because women are very centered, are very front and center at their yep at their thing. You mm-hmm. know, women tend to be the more of the warriors in there, and in this case, apparently, you cannot have a legitimate Kryptonian funeral without having a female. Member of the house giving the eulogy. Right. The eulogy. Right. Yeah. Um, 
you raised an excellent point when we were watching the episode and Nan was like, you know, I'm going to do my two weeks of grieving and then I'm going to come and beat you in the neck. And, you know, and then you're like, but she's the last one, so who's going? Right. She's the last. Who's going to give the you googly? Who is going to give it to her? Like, you know? do they go to her sister and be like, "This is what a typical Kryptonian prayer is." Yeah, uh, you, can you read it so she can go with Rao? Yeah, right. Um, I did kind of wish they call it Kryptonese on the show. I prefer to call it Kryptonian, but we'll we'll stick with they Kryptonese. actually call it Kryptonese. Yeah, um, yeah Kryptonian. Yeah, it, they call it Kryptonese. It, it goes back and forth. Some some writings call it some book. Comics call it Kryptonian, some call it Kryptonian, whatever. Not the point. Um, I kind of wish that the prayer was in Kryptonian. I mean, I think it's it's generally understood that when when Kara speaks to Nan or other Kryptonians, they are speaking in crypt, uh, Kryptonese. Right. Like, um, I think Nan would be too proud to use English to speak to everybody as his like first basis. Yeah. But I would have liked to have heard it. I thought that would have been a nice moment to unveil Kryptonese. Uh, Especially yeah. since we heard Martian, you know, Martianese. Right. You know, um, a couple I, of, oh. I agree. Yeah. Um, I had actually thought about that. Like, oh, it's nice that this prayer also comes in English. Um, <laughs> so well, it's well translated. It's almost yeah. like it's like a word for word match. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if this was the comics, the word balloon would probably be in English and it would have the asterisk with the yeah, little translated like, from Kryptonian. Yeah, right. you know, Kryptonian. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, in an audio-visual medium, in, I would have liked to have heard it. In that scene, I fully agree with you. Although, I will say, while you think Non is too proud to speak English, I think when they're out... Yeah, which is when, nonsense. When they're... Yeah. Thanks. That's, I made the joke made the joke before, and you didn't pick up on it, but I'm glad Frank did not laugh as much as you're laughing at it now. It's because it was just completely out of left field. Um, not for listeners. I, I This is a joke that keeps on giving. I think when there are humans around, I do believe they actually speak humanese. Humanese, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what I teach? Humanese. You do. I've been calling it English. Yeah. I'm looking like a fool. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. That and you go in with shorts. It's yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it humanese tomorrow, and then the people in the lunchroom will throw things at me. Kids Why are you me... teaching in the lunchroom? I don't know. <laughs> I, I like to pontificate. I don't care where it is. Just give me a podium, and I'm all, I'm off. <laughs> you know, <sighs> my podium's broken too. It's really yeah, sad. Carry yeah. carry one around with you. Oh, you gotta take corners with that thing and open doors. <laughs> Not happening. All right, so. Maxwell Lord is also, he's still being held by the DEO. Correct. This is a big as thing well in the episode. Should. Yeah. Well, oh, that was very interesting. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but um, he wants to see Kara, and she's like, what do you want? I heard you got Netflix. Like, that's what you wanted. So there you go. The DEO came to Netflix. Netflix. But they didn't get him Dr. Pepper. We don't know that's that. The... He could have went through all the Dr. Pepper. No, I Because think... he said a case. But he still would have gotten it. You, you don't think they clean out his cell? Is... No, but she would. I my point is that because it's a show, and, right? And synergy and product placement and all these lovely things, well, Six Sigma, whatever. You right. know, this is you know. I'd like to well, you know. Here well, is the this, thing is, you know, there is the did you art enjoy of Dr. Nego- Pepper. Mm, it yeah. was really good. While I watched Breaking Bad, there is the art of negotiation. Break. What there Sorry. is the art of negotiation. Maxwell Lord's opener was free me, and they were like, no. And then he was like, well, what about Netflix and, and Dr. Pepper? And maybe they were like, how about Netflix and one bottle of water? Mm, that's he, probably true. He didn't have that much of a bargaining position. That's true. 
He should have asked for like a blanket or something. And he's so smart. Is giving him access to his Netflix account, you know, a breach in security? Can't he like end up, you know, somehow hacking into the Pentagon through his Netflix account? What if it's the DEO's Netflix account and they do it behind, like on the other side of the glass? Just tell us what. Like you how want Hannibal watch. Lecter watches television. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they give him like a. Here's a tablet. Right. Enjoy Netflix. <laughs> like that's a terrible idea. Well, I as mean, we all know, tablets can be used for destructive purposes when you're a supervillain. Yeah. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, when tablets were invented, you couldn't use them for destructive decisions. And obviously. what's on his list? Uh, that's a good. What is on Maxwell Lord's Netflix list? This is interesting. This is a good question. It is. Yeah. I wish I remembered. Yeah. Okay, so I think, um, hmm. You got, what, probably Breaking Bad, because everybody watches that show except me. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, trying to think of the other stuff that's on Netflix, Finding Neverland. Do you think that's, do you think that's, <laughs> that, that's on his Netflix? Goodwill Hunting is definitely on his Netflix list. It's on everybody's yeah, Netflix it's about Yeah, it's about a boy genius. Right. Of course, you know, <laughs> Goodwill Hunting is on that list. Um, you know... Probably something in which the villain wins. Mm. So probably Empire Strikes Back, even though, yes, I know it's not on, not on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, but in but this, it, but in this Right, in this world is. it is. Mm, I'm going to say 30 Rock is on there because he's sassy like Liz Lemon. Um, but he's powerful like Jack Donaghy. I'm going to say 30 yeah. Rock, yeah. yeah. Mm, this is very interesting. I want to come back to this. Yeah. It'll be an interesting exercise. It'd be a good actor exercise, you know, like when you're creating a character. That's a great question to, like when you're creating a character, what's on your Netflix? Exactly. Yeah. And more importantly, here's one for you, because in this fictitious Netflix world, the Sword in the Stone is definitely on his Netflix. Oh, absolutely, because mm-hmm. he loves he loves the line "Fly me to Bermuda." Mm-hmm. Um, are there any Marvel things on his Netflix list? Mm, I'm gonna say that Marvel does exist in the small universe. Because Stanley exists in all universes. It, well, see, here's the thing: is it doesn't exist in the real world, but it exists as a made-up entity. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I would say so. So I think uh, I think I think he really loves the Fox X-Men and Fantastic Four, but he just hates like the Marvel branded stuff because 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 he's uh, anti-establishment. He's, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that. Also, not on Netflix, but I agree right. with that. All right. So moving on from that question. Um. No, I have more, but I'm just gonna. I'm, I, we could spend all podcast talking oh, about really this, could. so I'm gonna leave it. All right, that's um, a new segment. So, so we move on. To what? Oh, what is on individual characters Netflix? I'll say every time someone mentions Netflix. Yep. What is on Cat Grant's Netflix list? That's what I want to. Oh. Uh, making a murderer for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's probably on his too. Anyway, we get introduced to Cat Grant's new. Assistant, yes, uh, Siobhan. Is that how you actually pronounce that? That name? is, in fact, how you pronounce that name. I yeah. butcher name. I I I was under the impression it's Sibian. Nope, it is actually Siobhan. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So she has no accent, which we kind of guessed. Yeah, we guessed before the episode. In the comics, traditionally, she is from she is from Ireland and does have Correct. she she's, does have a, she's she usually in the broke. Yeah. Um. I understand why she doesn't have one. Because Gaelic is almost impossible to understand. She wouldn't She wouldn't be speaking in Gaelic. 
No, but I mean... Actually, technically speaking, you do speak in Irish, but you are Gaelic. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But you didn't know that. Fun Thank fact you, today. English teacher. You're welcome. Um, I can know things about other things. <laughs> it is possible. Um, well, I, I mean, like, the accent can be hard to to understand. Yeah, I think so. And I'm yeah. not saying that as a negative. I'm just saying, in my experience, that is, like, if someone has accents that accent... Can, accents can be... Te- Difficult to understand, no matter where you're from. Like if you if you're from if you're from Massachusetts, right? A, a deep South accent can be difficult to understand as much as a Canadian accent, or you know, or an Irish accent, right? Or in, Scottish, or Russian, or Australian, or in, in my experience, whatever. the Irish one. Like I can understand it, and I love Irish accents. Like I I absolutely adore Irish accents, but I can see that. Like, out of all of the accents I've heard, that one tends to be the one where I have to really concentrate on what they're saying. Yeah, if it's thick and all that stuff. And I, you're also looking, you're usually you're usually auditioning in L.A. and you want to find somebody who can play the part and blah, blah, blah. And if they don't come with an accent, they don't come with an accent. Um, it's not essential to the character. Some characters, I think, it makes more sense mm-hmm. than not. This, Siobhan is a character you can get away with. Yes, not I also one. believe in... I believe it was Tom Cruise when he was criticized for um, Valkyrie for not having a German accent. His saying was, I can either do a really bad German accent and you can criticize me for that, or I can just talk with a plain English accent and then you can yeah, criticize me. An American me for accent, not... you right. have an English accent, yeah. And you can criticize me for not having a German accent. I believe, I believe that I would rather have a straight, you know, American accent. Than a really bad one. Really well, that's because he did that movie where he had the Irish accent, and it which was, was really bad. It was and, awful, right? Yeah, and he got made fun of for it, right? So he was pretty much saying, like, "Look, see this is... that film." I, I actually watched it recently, and that film, it starts with him speaking in German. He's writing in his journal, and he speak his his voiceover is in German, okay. and he slowly tra- as it goes as he's writing, it transitions into English, and he's still writing in German. So you. As the as the viewer should know, and just it should just click to you that they're all supposed to be speaking German, but for right. you, the listener yeah. and watcher, oddly, they're just going to speak in English. Oddly enough, most times Americans um, will wonder why a movie with an American cast and some English, because Kenneth Branagh was in it, um, so was Bill Nye, is completely in. German. There's a lot of other people, actually. I mean, Tom Wilkinson. You're, yeah, you're movie. essentially. I'm, I'm going to stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're essentially filming an American movie in German. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. People. <coughs> excuse me. It's it's a double standard because either you people will say like, oh, like why aren't you speak like why aren't you speaking the language or why aren't you doing this? But then. You throw out a foreign film, people are like, Ugh, I don't want to read the subtitles. Right. Like, just make up your mind. People yeah. are not happy either way. So, right. also not the point. So, so Siobhan is, you know, Cat's Revenge on Kara, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, is, that is correct. Um, I, would, I would probably avoid using the term Cat's Revenge. Because, again, anyone out there who's read the comic... Knows what that actually refers to. Mm, well, all right. So, um, but I like it because she is devious, um, and I like having the competition. I like having the little 
cattiness in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kara was really missing some sort of workplace resistance. I think so. Yeah. Resistance that's going to become her best friend. Watch. I call it now. Or, or deadly enemy. Or both. Or both. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I think that this mix, we've I've said before and other people have made that, I, I think, I don't know, never actually heard this other places, just with Frank and I. I'm assuming other people have said it, because I think it's fairly I obvious. But I think that Kat and Kara, the, I think Kat and Kara, their relationship is like Andy and Miranda from The Devil Wears Prada. But... With the addition of Siobhan, it's like Emily Blunt coming in. So it's like the it's like the reverse of the Devil Wears Prada. So Emily Blunt's like, encroaching in on Anne Hathaway now. Yeah, basically, it's, I think it's the it's the opposite of the Devil Wears Prada. Right. But now you've created this you've created this um, rivalry between these characters with this Miranda type cat figure, you know, at the head, and you know, playing them off one another and all this different stuff. I think that's really. What it boils down to. It'll it, it'll definitely give her another layer because, you know, she goes off and bees Supergirl at a moment's notice. And we've never really seen it affect her work. Like, somebody's got to notice she's not at her desk for hours at a time. You know, I thought that even with this episode, like, this is the first time I've been like, you just leave from your job. Right. Like, in the middle of the day. Right. And nobody says bum. Like, I've noticed that she leaves from her job in the middle of the day, but somehow like, it all just gets done. Just right. kind of assumed that Wynne does the bulk of her work. Poor Wynne. I know. Um, right, so now you have, now there's a consequence with her leaving, because then it gives mm-hmm. it gives Siobhan a chance to look better in Kat's eyes. Right. And now, does she really, like, now do you start having her go through the motions of, well, do I really need to leave for this one innocuous reason? Or should I just stay here? Did you like Siobhan? Do you think that she is a... Not a good character, but just... Do you think she's a good person? Um, she's driven, certainly. She's driven. She wants to be Cap. Yeah. Um, for better and or for I worse. believe... Yeah. I believe she is going to be sorely disappointed when Cat doesn't view her that same way. I think so. And I think she's misreading who Cat is. Like, at at Cat's core, mm-hmm. I... I don't think that Siobhan really understands who or what Kat is. Like, I think she, she sees the persona. Right. But not really the underlying drive of of Kat. And right. I think that's going to maybe be part of her downfall. Yes. Um, I do like her as a character. Um, she just wasn't really in enough of this episode to gauge how well she's going to fit in on the she's show. She's clearly going to be, yeah, um, and more, Although, so. one of my favorite things... Even though, like I said, she really only has a few scenes. But I think one of the greatest things I've seen is the fact that when she's talking to Kara, you know, after after the initial meeting with Kat, mm-hmm. you know, because we know who her character is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know what powers she possesses. Mm-hmm. You could it, say, you're burying the lead. If people don't know, right. tell them. All right, well, she's going to be Silver Banshee. She has vocal powers. So I love the fact her interacting with Kara is typing. She doesn't say a word. That's really, that's a really good observation. She's rather quiet about it. It's really, really nice. They talk later on, but I really like that first interaction afterwards was just her typing. Yeah. And kind of needling Kara too about Jimmy. Oh, absolutely. And, 
and Kara responding in full force, like not even typing back, right. just full out responding. That's good. I really enjoy that. Moving on from Siobhan, we get a DEO raid, which we haven't actually seen in a while going after uh, going after an escaped Fort Roz thing because there's been a lot of it's been a lot of Maxwell Lord, it's been a lot of right. the Kryptonians, but we haven't seen like a hey, this alien, you know, is out there in the world and we got to go stop it. We haven't seen that in a little while. Right. I like that, but it's all just a setup for the international um what they think is an international bounty hunter, actually the master jailer, um which we'll get to in a bit. And so, but when they're bantering, did you catch this? I think you did. We were bantering back and forth and they said you know, international bounty hunter. Oh, not him. It's the, not him. Do you the, think it's him? The Sly Lobo reference. The Sly Lobo reference. He's like, no, if it was him, we'd know he would be right. in town. The main man, Lobo. Do you think Lobo's coming? Do you think that's a drop? Like, is it a reference? Is it an Easter egg? Or is Lobo coming somewhere down the line? Um, I think it can be both. I don't think there's ever a wasted moment with this. I think, any, I think Easter eggs are dropped for a particular reason. With this show and with their brother and sister shows for the most part Mm -hmm. if they're referencing something it's because it'll happen eventually question is do you get lobo or do you get twilight lobo i'm thinking twilight i'm thinking mm, i don't know that's a good question lobo for people who don't know is a international bounty hunter um traditionally he's more of like a A hulky a hulky you know motorcycle like sons of anarchy Type, right. you know, big dreads and white skin and red eyes and, you know, crass and rude and all that stuff. But in the comics, his reinterpretation is this, you know... He's a little bit more svelte. Svelte, slight, um, more sleek, suave type of bounty hunter. It's a huge departure from what Lobo usually is. I'll be curious which one ends up... This show tends to favor... Uh, the more original interpretations of mm-hmm. characters, um, even costumes and stuff like that. So I'd be surprised if we didn't. I'd be surprised if we got the Svelte Lobo, though. On on that, maybe it'd be more of a dictation from Warner Brothers or from DC to be like, we'd like you to use the right. the skinny. Well, one. I mean, you can you can have the old Lobo's um, gruffness in a Svelte body. Yeah, I think I so. Think I think you could really combine the two together. Yeah. Um, I'm not, uh, either one. I think it'd be fun for Lobo to show up either yeah. way. And if they say, oh, do you think it's him? Oh, he's been here again. That means that he's established himself with Superman before, which right. I think we also haven't seen. With or at least on the DEO's radar. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we find out that from this, you know, this captured inmate um, from the Master Jail, that there's no death penalty on Krypton, which I actually thought was really interesting. Correct. Yeah. So there's the Phantom Zone. Which is essentially a death penalty. I, I mean, mean yeah, arguably even worse than a death penalty. Right. Um, but I don't... Do you think that factors into any any of Non's vengeance against Kara with Astra? How so? Well, if they believe there to be... If they believe that they are following in the... Kryptonian legacy, we're carrying this planet, you know, this planet and the civilization on, does the no death penalty policy travel into what they're doing? Is Will he, will he kill Kara? Will he put her in the Phantom Zone? Will he, you know, like, there are a lot of options here. According to Nan, he will kill Kara after two weeks. Yeah. 
um, kill her with with phantomy goodness. Your phantomy goodness, yeah. Um, I I don't believe that they. I I think they believe in a death penalty, and this might be in a case of after being sentenced to the phantom zone and knowing that essentially it's a fate worse than death because mm-hmm. it's just emptiness and you and it, you go on forever you don't die you I'm don't trapped age. in a flat glass of emotion right yeah. you know mm-hmm. you don't you don't age you don't do anything mm-hmm. um that they might be like well we're being nicer than any kryptonians were because we're killing you yeah yeah that's a good point um so let's talk about the master jailer for a second yes um Traditionally, in the comics, he appeared in seventy nine. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, Kurt Swan invented. Yeah, he he was Superman three thirty one. Right. So traditionally, not an alien. Correct. Yeah. Usually a a human. Human checkmate. All that different. All that kind of stuff. Death trap. Um, Yeah. So, what do you think of the? What do you think of this new origin? What do you? What do you think of the look? What do you? All of it. Uh, I like it. We can't say the Master Jailer has the, you know, it can't say he's the most popular supervillain in comics. No, he's not. Um, and in fact, I, I don't, I'd be hard pressed to think of if they've used them in New 52. Um. I don't think they have. Uh, but. Yeah, so, I mean, just, I mean, so that's five years right there without sort of any sort of visibility. Uh, I'm fine with this interpretation. I'm fine when you reinterpret minor characters. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you have to stay necessarily so stringent to the source material when it's not a huge character. When it's a huge character, their origin's a little bit more rigid and harder to get You don't around. change Supergirl's origins, but you can change the Master Jailer. Pretty right. much, yeah. I agree with that. Um, I really liked the look of this um, I know that other shows in Berlanti shows in this realm sometimes costumes get criticized. Um, like Kronos on Legends of Tomorrow, a lot of people were like, "Oh, he, you know, he looks like a Power Ranger or something like that." I don't think that. I think he looked cool. We'll but again, I liked, I liked this, I liked this very much. Although the CG helmet fade away, I always question, like, where does it go? You know, like, there's no like. There's no there's a little, like thing in the back like of a, his neck. No, there's or, a track that just sucks it down. So it's like a, it's on a track underneath, and then when it comes, I'm out, going to choose to believe that um, I didn't. See, you know what I mean? Like if I saw the track, like the little, you know, like a right. piece of collar, then it'd be uh, like, yeah, okay, I can believe all that. Whatever, science and magic and stuff like that. I just but, couldn't. I couldn't get over like who he reminded me of as far as the look goes. I just he reminds me of somebody. And I just can't think of it. And I don't know why I can't think of it. It's really aggravating. Kind of like a stripped-down Master Chief. Hmm. No, something else. I don't know what. Hmm. But his his look is very... Oh, know what he looked like? Know what his helmet looked like? It looked like, uh, what's his face from G.I. Joe? Um, the, uh, the wears all blue. And he's... Cobra Commander? Yeah, he looked like Cobra Commander. Oh, his bit. helmet kind of looked like Cobra yeah. Commander. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let's go with that. Okay, good. So... I, going back to Siobhan for a second, you know, she's like sneaking around and like hearing conversations between Lucy and James and he's all like, oh, you know, you can't stop the DEO. And she and Lucy's all like, uh, I didn't say the DEO. And James is like, oh, yeah, he did. And like, no, son, you got caught. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, boy. 
Um, You've been hanging out with Alex too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jimmy is not very bright. Although, I I do would like to make one one thing about Siobhan is she is yet another woman that throws herself at Jimmy. I don't like, think every, she, no, she was. She was working so. it pretty hard. I think that be, was that with purpose? Yes. Oh, at the beginning. At the beginning. Yeah. Where yeah, she was yeah. like, oh, I'll, you know, hi. I can help you. Oh, it's a great right. honor to yeah. work with you, blah, blah, blah. That's true. I, to me, that was with purpose. That was more, yeah, you're a powerful and influential and important person in cat's eyes. So I think she, not sleeping uh, or anything like that, but I think, again, misreading who Cat Grant is. She's gonna do what she has to to make it to what she wants it, and I think right. I think she James is she sees as part of that puzzle. Um, um, so yeah, James not really good at lying. Um, well, although he knew this, yeah. Although you know, all of Kara's friends are bad at lying. For someone who is friends with Superman, you would think at this point he would have some sort of baseline down. Yeah, but I think lying to a random person on the street about Superman or something like that is different than lying to your longtime on and off again girlfriend. I'm glad you just said that because as you were talking, I thought of something in my head and Well, I don't know where else you would think of something. They but okay, were continue. They were together back when he was at the Daily Planet. That's right. When he was friends with Superman. That's right. So later on we get the line from Jimmy about if this is really gonna work with me and her I have to be able to tell her you're Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I just thought but of it. Did he have that line with Superman? Right. Yeah. And and I'm, if he did, I'm sure Superman was like, no, you dummy. Yeah. You can't. You almost swore there. I found I, I yeah. did. And I caught <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, so, no. We don't want that little E next to our, right. <laughs> next to our podcast. You know, yeah. no, you big dummy. I'm Superman. You can't tell her. Mm-hmm. You know, so is he just like, well, I didn't tell her about that, so I gotta tell her about this. I gotta tell her about something. Yeah. You know. I gotta tell her about something. Right. You know, it's either that or my giant cookie jar collection, and I'm not ready to divulge that secret, you know. You know, sure, whatever. Something like that. Um, wouldn't that be a kick? You think yeah. he's collecting cameras, but they're really just cookie jars that I he puts so. his cameras inside yes. for safekeeping. Um yeah, but Siobhan is sneaking around in the back the whole time, and I think she's too sneaky for her own good. She's always just, like, hanging in the background. And I say always, like this one episode that we've right. seen her, that we've met her. But she's always hanging in the background somewhere, being like, oh, I can arch my eyebrow, and I'm, like, all-knowing and stuff. She wants to be... She wants to be an investigator. She wants to be a reporter. She, she sees it as the natural progression of her career. Mm-hmm. Easiest way to do that is find out dirt and then report that dirt. Which is which is what Kat was. used to do. Yeah. She was the gossip columnist. Mm-hmm. So if she wants to follow in Kat's footsteps, that's essentially what she has to do. Although we've we've found out today from Kat that that wasn't always what she did. There's been times that she didn't report on the gossip. Yeah. Let's talk about that now. It's a little later in the episode, but we can we can chat about it now. Cuz it's a natural progression. Yeah, right. Natural. Um, that was a really nice moment. You don't get a lot of tender moments between Cat and James. Right. That was new. Um, and we haven't even had Cat kind of divulge that side of her right. in a little while. I think you need her to do it to somebody while she's set up against 
Kara. Mm-hmm. I agree. Remind you or remind you of the person she really is. Right. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was such a great story and a great little moment for her character mm-hmm. that there is something she really regrets not doing. Um, and that's not running the piece that might have saved somebody's life. Right. So, uh, it's, she, Siobhan told Siobhan definitely told Cat that James knows where Maxwell Lord is, even if she didn't say where he was. Mm-hmm. And so Cat again goes with purpose. Um, you know, Cat knows it's not good. You. you Cat knows it's not good to lock anybody up against their will. It goes against human rights, you right. know, particularly on American soil and all that, you know, all of that stuff, you know, that's just... Right. You know what I mean? Like, but she, she doesn't know any of that part. She just knows Maxwell Lord is being held against his will, let's say. I don't know if she knows that. Um, I think she thinks that, and I think earlier in the episode, she she kind of hints at, she's like, I'm pretty sure Maxwell Lord is missing. Mm. No one knows where he is, otherwise it would be out there, but they don't want that, they don't want that information out there. Is it, is it, um, it does it have to to do with his industry and how much his stock plummets if, you know, the leader of your company is missing? Mm. Probably. Um, so I believe she does believe he's missing, and I believe that when when she gets told, like, Jimmy probably knows something, she starts putting it together in her head. I don't know if she knows that the DEO has Maxwell Lord, but I think she does. She, does she doesn't know the DEO, so right. I think that, and neither she, does Siobhan, so I think that there'd have to be a, there's a lot of... I think it's a matter Leaps of... to get to that conclusion. I think it's a matter of you probably know something. You know, make sure you do the right thing. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I want to go backwards and talk about that fight between Supergirl and the Master Jailer. Loved it. Yeah, I did too. It was really well done. Kara is clearly learning how to fight better than she had. There's been a clear progression from episode one, now in episode 14... She has, she is clearly putting herself through the paces. Part of it's training, mm-hmm. part of it's experience, and all that stuff. But it, she, she was really confident in the way that she approached Master Jailer, right? And was able to hold her own against something she's never fought before. And it was a little bit different. It wasn't just, it wasn't just her using her power in the fight. She was, she was using. It almost seemed like a martial arts technique because her arms are bound a lot of the time and she's using the chains as she goes. Mm-hmm. She's wrapping the chains to bring him closer. You know, she she uses the chains at one point to whip around and hit him. Yep. Um, she's, you know, I like the fight because it's different than just an all-out brawl. Yeah. She has to figure out how she's going to fight with her hands bound. Yep. I agree. I liked the the super speed around him with the chains on his neck. I think that was a that was an excellent use of her powers mm-hmm. and CG choreography. People are, they're really starting to the show. I think even with they're really getting a sense of 
what they can and cannot do on certain budgets and everything, but they really get around. It, it looks really good. I'm right. quite, it was quite impressed. Um, that being said, in all fairness, that one last double. Yeah, we'll get to that last fight. Yeah, that was weird, but we'll get to that last fight. She drops a line in this first fight that says, "I thought masks were only for, I thought masks were only big in that other city." Right. Um, we have a couple theories going around, you know, that we were batting around while watching the episode, but it all comes down to the Flash and whether an Arrow, I guess, to to some extent, but mm-hmm. uh, Flash is going to come to Supergirl and appear on this. I'm of the belief that he's coming from his own universe and traveling across the multiverse and coming into hers. Okay. Um, and so I don't think that she means Star City or Central City when she says Master Popular. I think she's referring to another city. I mean... New Orleans at Mardi Gras. New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah you're right. Nailed it. Um, yeah. So obviously... Uh, obviously, if there's no Flash and no Arrow in this universe... Although I suspect there is. I, I fully believe that everything is taking place on the same Earth. Yeah, I don't um, think so. I would say she means Gotham. Mm-hmm. Because Superman doesn't really deal with a lot of masked individuals. That's what I thought, and too. I, know, I didn't think she was talking about Metropolis. Right. It's not even an option. Yeah. Right, and I know as soon as I say this, next week you'll be reading an email that lists all of the masked individuals Superman No, I'm not saying that he doesn't fight people in masks, right. of course, but the majority of Superman villains are aliens, aliens. or robots yep. or something along those lines. So the, the mask is an, a necessity the right. same way. But Batman fights almost all masked people. And he pretty much only associates with masked people. Yeah, in, exactly. In Gotham, at least. And, yeah, exactly. You know, Masks Batman, are a big Robin, deal. Batgirl. Yeah. So what my thought is even... So if, if Flash and Green Arrow do exist in this same television yes. universe with her, mm-hmm. I would assume that she's even just talking about Star City because there are way more masks in Star City than there are on The Flash. I thought about... Well, all right, yeah, Star City. Um, yeah. Because yeah. you've got... On Flash, you've got Flash. And you've got, you know, you have a lot of people who wear goggles. Right. You know. Yeah, and Central ha- City is a very big goggle town. Yeah, and you've got Reverse I'm Flash sure. or Zoom or right. whatever. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of steampunk. People. Yeah, it's a goggle town. But but Star City has a lot of masks. They wear masks there. It's a, there's a trend to these to these different places. And I, so. will, I will say you are correct. Cool. Okay. Um, let's go in there. Let's take a little break and talk about, uh, let's talk about... Uh, InStockTrades.com, a good place to gather all of your comic book needs on the web. You know, they're offering rates of up to 45% off. It's pretty That's insane. spectacular. It's spectacular. Um, it's a good place if you can't make it to the store, um, which we always do recommend, of course, but if you know, support all your local shops and all that. But there's also a great pleasure of ordering something online and arriving at your door when it's stormy and wintry and you can't make it outside. Um, or it's too hot, or whatever, or, you know... Or you're just lazy. Or you're a head floating in a jar. Whatever. There's a bunch of reasons why you can't make it outside. So if you're Zordon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, or a head from Futurama. Either right. way. Okay. Um, in Stock Trades is your way to go. I do believe that you have a pick for me this time. I do, and it's a it's a great little short story. Not that big... Um, and it does have a silver, yeah, it does have silver banshee in it, um, called Justice League of America: The Nail, 
by Alan Davis. This is an Elseworld book that the entire premise is based on what if the Kents ran over a nail and got a flat tire and wasn't there to adopt Superman. You have the JLA without Superman, and you have things that are tremendously, tremendously different. It's a great little short story. Um, they did come up with a sequel called Another Nail that I have not read, but it is by Alan Davis. Really good. Check it out. Very, very good. 22. I can get a great story for under $10. Yeah. That's insane. I know. Well, I mean, I charge $10 when I tell you a story. This but, is true. You know, well, 1001, you know. You know, just to be difficult. This is why I don't tip you. I know. Well, because that one cent is all you would tip me anyway. This is true. God, you're so cheap. But you know what? If you are cheap, InStockTrades.com is a good place to go. You can also get uh, you can also get five percent back on your digital purposes, uh, digital purchases, purposes, purchases with purpose. Right. Yeah. Um, with DCBS. Okay. Great. Let's get back. Let's get back to our episode. We have. We have the DEO, the secret Guantanamo, um, the secret Guantanamo for aliens, and now humans, as is pointed out. Right. This is the big thing. It, it, the episode doesn't start this way, but all of a sudden, about halfway through, it transitions to what is justice, really, right? right? It's kind of like this mystery of who this Master Jailer, Bounty Hunter, or whatever is, and then we switch into what is actual true justice. Right. See, the beginning is what is truth, mm-hmm. the middle is what is justice. And ultimately, what is the American way? Mm, well done. Well said. Yeah. So the truth is everyone's hiding all these different things from one another. And then you have the justice part, which is really the crux of the other right. half. So then the American way is, is she needs to be above everything. You need to... You always have to be above your enemy. Yeah. If and you so... don't have the moral high ground... Then you're just like them. That's always the superhero argument, right? right? Well, James says that to her. You know, he says, you know, yours is not a battle of strength, smarts, or wills. Ultimately, it's a battle of values. Right. What are your values? I thought that was a really, it was a really nice way to say it, to encapsulate what it means to be somebody that strong. Because ultimately, again, it isn't about strength. She's probably stronger than most of the people she's ever going to fight. Right. And so... But to me, I kind of equated it to these, like, strength, smarts, and wills. I almost equated it to, like, all right, so let's mark these with different heroes. You know, strength, let's say it's Superman. Because let's just say, like, Superman's is a battle of strength. Mm-hmm. Or Batman's is a battle of smarts. Or Green Lantern's is a battle of wills. But she's beyond all that. She's better than all that. Hers is the battle of values. What does it mean to be the best possible version of yourself? And then sticking to that. Because this episode, she has a hard time doing that. She's got a lot going on, but even then, you still have to, even with all the stuff that you have going on in your life, you still have to be better than right. what you maybe because want to do. ultimately, if she's not, then Maxwell Lord is right. Right, exactly. They said that, like, like he's scared of what you could do. He doesn't know you. You right. know, if you're stronger than any army in the world, then... What stops you from just proclaiming yourself king? Right. Or queen. Gr- ruler. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, She's strongest there is. She can claim herself whatever she wants. Exactly. Doesn't have to be gender-specific role. Yeah. King can be anybody. That's, yep. That's 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 how it goes. Yep. Um, so, yeah. what What's stopping her? What's stopping her is her values and her morals 
and her ethics and her ideals of that's not the right thing to do. Truth and justice. Yeah. Right. It is my it is my purpose to help people along the way to be the best that they can be and not to dictate what they should be. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's well put. It's almost like you're a fan of this character. Yeah. Well, I am channeling Frank. Yeah, I know. All right, so good, good pull. So we get the little. I want to kind of we're kind of run. We're running close to time here, so it's like we're going to speed through the a little bit, speed through the rest of this. But it's okay because really, just a fight. So Car gets captured with the professor right. who was a drug dealer, but it was the typical. It almost felt like a like a like a morality class where you know it's like do the right thing. You know, like my right. wife's sick and I don't have monies, so I chose. To get money illegally, you know, through the illegal And the route. first time I tried, I got caught. He got caught. Right. Yeah, I'll be so my life. I was I was watching that. I was like, yeah, that'd be me. The one time right. I tried to do something like the, the back channel way because it was the right thing to do to save a person's life, yeah. I would get caught. That is just the luck. And he wholly accepted his his punishment. Well, his original punishment, not necessarily the fact that he deserved to die. Yeah, no, that I don't think he deserved to die. I think right. the Master Jailer certainly thought so. But Oh, there you go. There's no death sentence on Krypton, yet this Master Jailer was killing people. Right. Yeah. He's not, he said that. He said that we're not on Krypton. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was one of his lines. It was. Yeah. Um, but I liked that little morality lesson. I think Karin needed that. And it's going to continue. That, hopefully that trend continues into, you know, the, the remaining number of episodes. Right. Um. Jean, or Hank, whatever you want to call him, made a RoboCop reference. Yes. I think it's interesting that he knows what RoboCop is. Well, I'm sure he's seen movies. Yeah, well, he's been on Earth for a couple, you know, over 100 years now. So, yeah. no, 50-some-odd years. Right. Um. So, but, yeah, RoboCop's settled. He's, yeah. he's been here at least long enough since RoboCop. Yeah, he's got he's to gotta spend time. Actually, as we know, Jean is actually, from the, Jean is actually a big fan of television. Right. Television and Oreos. Those are his things. Especially, like, cop things. Yeah, I mean, that's true. So RoboCop really should just really speak to him. So I did like that quite enough. Um, I make this joke a lot that for the director of the DEO, Hank goes into the field quite a bit. Yeah. Like, he's always, like, always being in the field, like, oh, I'm the director of the DEO, I better go, I better go lead the field team. Like, that's not your job as the director. This is the first, one of the first, one of the only times, not the first time, but it was one of the only times that he actually didn't go into the field, that he was, in fact, directing from the DEO. Um, yes, but I believe if you're the top dog, you don't want to send other people into harm's way that you yourself would not be in. Yes, I, I think mean, that's it's, true, but... The, it's like the captain thing in Star yeah, Trek. Kind of, but I want to argue that Kirk isn't a great captain that way, because that's what... Your crew is there to do those things. That's what they sign up for. That's what the red shirts sign up so, for. So, right, no, they don't They don't know what they're signing <laughs> up for. They don't go in going, oh, man, I, I hope I die soon. You know, like... <laughs> I really hope there's someone at the DEO wearing red shirts. I like, know, no, I don't know. Like that's guy. why they all wear yeah. black. Yeah. So, here's your red wristband. Oh, why do I get that? No reason. No reason. Yeah. By the way, you're in the field this one mission. Yeah, right. Why aren't I in extra missions? Oh, we just take it one at a time. Yeah. You know. But you're right. He stays back. He does the directing. Yeah. Yep. And we get the, we get the, uh, the second, we get the second fight, um, which we'll talk about that weird head thing that she did when. The no, forearms of doom. Yeah. Where the hell went flying off? Like, what happened? What did you in fact well, do I, to him? I think she thrusts up. And if you thrust up, then the helmet would come off. 
But however, we as we've seen, the helmet is just a part of the, the suit. suit. It's attached to other things. Yeah, it's very confusing. His head really should have maybe been in that helmet. The right. Way that, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to make a plea that the person who sent us that really great email that is tied to the production of the show, please give me a great explanation as Mr. to what happened. It's Mr. Tang. Yeah. You know, um... I, I joke because it's one of the few times that I've actually sat there and go, wow, I think somebody missed something. Yeah, I, I do sometimes see that I, there, I, I have not a cr- not critical eye, at least. Well, I guess it's not critical in the negative sense, but like I'm watching for things. Not right. for screw-ups, but right. it's just the way that I... Because I, you want to be fair. I want to be fair, right. I don't want to go... You don't want to go in blind. You don't want to go in jaded. Right. You know, either way. But when something doesn't quite add up, you go... Something like this, you right. know, like and that to me, it was kind of like that. Something there. It was a good visual when the helmet went flying. Right. I think that's that's fine, and that maybe that's the end game. But the move itself felt odd. It almost maybe felt like maybe they had other they had other moves in there or something like that, and they cut it down. They cut. Time. They had to cut for for time or for something like that. And the first fight was better, so they went with that one. There are re all these different reasons for that. Right. But you know, so you notice, but you take away. I'm not making the show. You yeah. know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this that we're not privy to. So right. you just take it for what it is. At the end of the day, it's still delivering quality storytelling with interesting characters. And yes. that's the most important part. James wants to tell Lucy about Kara. We've talked about this before. Correct. I think he's wrong. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, at like because of like you didn't have to tell him about Superman. Right. But is it different because she's he has, a woman? Yeah, he has feelings for her, and she's jealous. She's more jealous of Supergirl than because she asked him, like, "Are you closer to her than right. you were to him?" Right. You know, which is um, a very loaded so, question. Which is no way to answer that without you know. But you know what? No, you still don't because I think nothing good happens from you telling her. Yeah, um, I agree. If you tell her, "Hey, it's Kara." You know Kara, the person that I'm always spending time with who actually isn't in the Supergirl outfit? It leads to more questions. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just going to end up there, bad for There's no down. way... It's going to end up bad for all of them. Right, the there's line. no way any of that ends good. Yeah, I agree. Speaking about things not ending good, let's talk about Hollow Mom and her discussion, her not discussion about Myriad. Yes. Yeah, um, you know... You know, she's like, oh, by the way, I have a, qu-, you know, like all these different things. Kara's like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, I have a question about Astra and Non. What's Myriad? And she's like, mm, do not discuss. Right. She's like, oh, Myriad. look at the time. I got to yeah. go watch The Flash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. You know, but mom, we we still use pocket watches on, <laughs> on Krypton <laughs> in our pocketless costumes. Yeah. Right. Um, um, this is going to be very interesting. What is Myriad? I don't know. Myriad, we talked about last week, so I don't really want to go into it again right now, but it, it does have a few... There are instances of stuff from Myriad from the comics, and so I don't think it's the same thing, but it's interesting. My my one observation is this, that Myriad, whatever Myriad is, it's not a creation of Astros or Nons or these Kryptonians from Fort Ross. It is something that existed on Krypton ahead of time. Otherwise, then the supercomputer Hollow Mom wouldn't know. Right. Yeah. So, I, I'm very curious to find out. Obviously, everybody's curious to find out what yeah. it is. But um, if there's a part of me that thinks it's Brainiac. 
though it would be in, it would be odd to call it myriad right um so i'm not sure maybe it has to do with terraforming you know mm-hmm. myriad you know like doing a bunch of different things right. i don't know it could be a, it could be a bunch of things it'll be interesting do you yeah. think we find out do you think this plays out in the end game this season? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think Marriott is the ultimate season finale okay. goal. Yeah. Um I think at the end of this Kara kind of confronts Hank about killing Astra in its own way. You know, like I can't work with you right now. I need space and he's right. like, "Yeah, take all the time you need." And she's like, "I no, just I need time. Want... I need all the right. time I need." I like, don't need time off. I just need time, need time off. off. I know. And he's like, mm. Okay, I'm just going to let you be angry. Yeah, don't argue. Yeah. Um, I think that she needs... I mean, we're privy to more information than she is, and right. I understand, but I think she just needs to get over it. Is that weird to say? I think, yes, she is taking entirely way too long about the death of her aunt. Yeah, but the situation calls for that, like, Hank killed her, be, according, like, quote-unquote... If you, in self-defense. In self-defense, or saving Alex's life. Right. Or, you know, and vice versa, Alex did it to save Hank's life. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Kara is kind of ignoring that fact. Because it's a family member. Yeah. I, and and I think because Jimmy gave her... I think because Jimmy gave her such a hard time in the episode... You're lucky we're not drinking, because every time you say Jimmy, you should have been taking a drink. Yeah. She, um... Yeah. She's thinking of that. And... I honestly, I honestly believe, like, she even says the standard line that, that Superman fans latch on to, and that Superman is known for saying, there's always another way. Right. Um, but I believe that only really applies to Superman and maybe to Supergirl. When you don't have the powers of a Kryptonian, there might not be another way. Mm. And even then, if it's Kryptonian against Kryptonian, there might not be another way. Because there's only so much you can do to capture and to hold in check a Kryptonian on Earth. Yeah. And personally, when it comes down to it, I like John Jones more than I like Astra. So I don't care. So I'm on his side. Well, I'm just hoping... Like, I really like Astra. I like the actress that plays both Astra Mm -hmm. and the mom. So I'm hoping that we find out next season that they were triplets. (laughs) And that another aunt comes out of nowhere because... I like that was my that was the thing that I hated most about seeing her die. I'm like, no, I'm getting robbed of this actress. Yes, no, I agree. I felt that's like when I that's like when we all watched Iron Man three and Ben Kingsley wasn't the Mandarin, and you're like, well, you just robbed me of Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Oh, don't. That's just yeah, bad. That's just, you robbed me of Ben Kingsley. Yeah. That is my anger you, about you that. You robbed me of a great villain. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. It was so it was so well methodically yeah. executed. Anyway, that's not this podcast. You're no. you're the one who brought it we up. Could, I know, but we can start just like Tim gets angry at things. Just you know, and I don't get angry a lot either. Right, so that'll, that'll be a great series of podcasts. Just just me making inconsolable noises. Yeah. The things and the Kingsley and the light bulb. And then you'll just have to figure yeah. out what he's talking about. Yeah, what an interesting podcast. I don't yeah. want to think about that. Um, so uh, that's it for us, but we're going to, we're going to tell you where to find us before we talk about the trailer in case you, in case you are trying to avoid spoilers for next week as much as possible. So you can find us, um, on the Twitter, on the Gmail, um, on the, uh, on all the things. Um, so you can email us at, uh, supergirltvtalk at gmail.com, um, you can you can tweet at us. Um, you can do all the things. Um, 
do all the things. All the um, things. You can you can tweet at us at TV Supergirl, and um, please uh, you can find you can find us at all the various podcast app. If you're finding us for the first time, welcome. You can you can check us out uh, on iTunes and Satchel Media Player and the Overcast app and all these other great places. Uh, please rate and review us. It means a great deal to us um, to get. Our word and information out there, ratings go a long way. Even the reviews aren't even the necessary part. The ratings are really whatever. The more, the more stars we have from people, the more this continues for everybody else. So we really do appreciate all of it. Uh, you can also remember to check out Supergirl.tv um, and SupergirlTVTalk.com, where you can check out Corinne's posts uh, about all the um, all the episodes from the past weeks. They're wonderfully written. They're excellent excellent reading material. All right, so that's it for that. Let's talk the trailer. So if you're leaving us now, farewell. We will catch you soon. Well, Palmer won't. He might. Although well, he might I sound... I will. I'll be back come the uh, come the season finale after I set up an elaborate trap to trap Frank. You said trap twice in the same sentence, and I don't accept that. Please redo that. I will capture Frank, and I will take his place for the se- for the season finale. That's much Just better. Just don't tell him. That's much better. Thanks. You know this goes out to the world, and he's probably going to listen to it, right? I I'm not going to edit this. I don't understand technology. No, I'm not going to edit this. Okay. I... Good. <laughs> I'm not touching this at all. That's why I trapped the cat outside so he wouldn't cry. All right. So, well, not outside. Just in the other room. Right. So, um, let's talk to trailer. Yes. We get Supergirl versus Supergirl. But not really. We had that with Bizarro. Right. We get we Lara get Supergirl Vandiv- versus Indigo. We get Smallville Supergirl Lara Vandervoort oh, playing yeah. Indigo uh, versus CBS's Supergirl Melissa Benoist. Right. Um, looks real good. Looks intense. Looks like there's going to be some some really good action. I'm gonna. I said this to you. It looks like Indigo has she has the little Brainiac symbol on her head. See. I- it looked like that at first glance. Um, it doesn't look like that when you actually look at the image because it's a it's a triangle. And Brainiac... She's got three little dots on top of her head. Yes, but it's not in the same pattern. No, no, it's the little... It's Yes, it is. You're full of poop. It's absolutely the I, same. I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't think his form's a triangle. I'm pretty sure of that, but I am not 100% guaranteed. Well, there are, there are multiple brainiacs. There are yes. multiple brainiacs. There are multiple versions, like the Gary Frank, like the Gary Frank version, um, and Jeff Johns on their run on right. does not form the triangle, right? And that's the and unfortunately that's the one that's the most like the freshest in memory. Yeah, um, you know, but there are the triangle is kind of it's in um, not. Uh, how do I use my articulate words? It's like sometimes it's like there's a center one and they're like offshoots and so it kind right. of forms like an X and all that stuff. The Brainiac symbol that I'm usually familiar with that I get from is the Superman the Animated Series one where it's um, it's two up top forming kind of like a V instead right. of a triangle. So it's like an inverse. Like it's, right. yeah. So, but to me, it still looks like that. Three dots similar connected. Yes. To me, just scream yes. Brainiac. I don't think Indigo is connected to Brainiac, nor do I think they would do that to Lara Vandervoort. Like, come play this character that's actually going to be this other character. Or, you know, uh, you know. They, I don't, think they don't want to. They don't want to go after that twice in one season. Yeah, no, no. This you can only do that so many times right. before your audience is like, just please use one name for one person. You know. Right. Um, so that 
So that's cool. We also are looking at the Fortress of Solitude next week. Superman's Yay. Hidden Away Fortress. Um, and why does John Jones know where it is? It's a Fortress of Solitude. That wasn't John Jones. It was James. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was yeah, James. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and so he's probably been there before. Hmm. Yeah. Um, which is fine. That's fine. Somebody's got to go. That's where the birthday parties are. Yeah. Woo-hoo. You know, all people who go to the Fortress, so it's just like Superman and James. Maybe Lois. Right. Like one well, I would them. assume Lois is there. She's probably getting in trouble think, somewhere else. She doesn't have time for birthday parties. I think in this yeah. universe, Superman and Lois are together. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm going to assume. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be with you on that one. Um, very interesting. I kind of wish that they didn't go... It looks like they went for the Ice Fort. Uh, not the Ice Fort. Uh, like they the went Crystal for the Fort. Richard Donner. Yeah, they went for the Richard Donner, which doesn't make sense in the rest of the aesthetic of what we've seen of Krypton in this show. And so... I'd be curious for that explanation. Um, yes. The question becomes, is this, is this, um, a production standpoint? Like, we really like the Richard Donner version. Let's go with that. Or is this more of an edict from Warner Brothers or DC or essentially Jeff Johns, who, as we know, worked very closely with Richard Donner. It was like, that's the one that I would really like to see. Maybe not saying that's the one you have to go with. That's my Fortress of Solitude. That's the one know. I really like. I and know. to be fair, I really like that one the most. I do. It's the, it's it's what's in most people's brains and all that. I just like it when people take chances and experiment. But um, we'll find out more because we'll be in it more next week. So maybe yeah. you know the little two seconds that not even two until seconds we find out are. that's really just the two seconds. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't afford more. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the two seconds. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. Uh, until next time, thank you, Palmer, for joining us this week. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, you're welcome to come back when when you capture Frank and you hide him in a, a little DEO hidey hole. Um, yeah, shh. Don't tell him my Hi, plan. Frank. Okay. All right, well, until next time, see you later. Up, up, and away. <laughs>